We are back three weeks in a row for Punk Ghost Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records, Punk Ghost Series. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Did I did I get it? Yeah, the only thing you forgot to mention is that we do so to answer the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah, nah. I'm pretty sure we stopped doing that, though. I think we the didn't in- mean to stop. We did by accident. I thought, yeah, I thought we'd stopped saying that. In the in- this is how long it's been. I know. <laughs> I, I thought that we'd stopped. Um, but yeah, you're- we can. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, we you know we do answer the age old question of how yeah or yeah nah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything interesting happened this week? No. Nah. <laughs> no, not really. Nothing I can think of. No, no big reunions or anything like that. Not no big, uh, no big like huge world tours. No, we've already talked about my chem. Yeah, yeah, they're coming around. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what else it could be. Uh, yeah. No, I'm so, drawing a blank. Um, like Blink hasn't done anything recently. Ah, uh, they're. Oh, no, I picked up some tickets for them. Oh, yeah, we did. We had to, we had to basically, uh, you know, sell bodily parts. Mm. Uh, we had to, um, we had to agree to name our second born the Antichrist. Um, we had to, uh, fork over a lot of time. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, that was the main thing. To, to get tickets to go see Blink-182, who have reunited with Tom. They sure have. DeLong. And it feels so good. It does. I, I'm not trying to be down on it. I'm, get it down. Um, oh no, damn it. Damn it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I will believe it when I see it. Oh Yeah. Because they're not coming over here until 2024. Yeah. So I'll believe that that those two can sit in a room with him for more than a year. At the, yeah. At this point, I've just kind of considered the purchase as like the equivalent of buying a bond, except that it doesn't acquire interest. This is this is crypto for us. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's that there, there's that inherent like possibility that it's not going to happen. Yeah. That you're not going to make money from it. This is yeah. This is our NFT, which is no funny. No fucking tour. Yeah, yeah. That's the risk. Is no fucking tour, which is funny because they're just into NFTs. But yeah, uh, yeah. They came out with a new song, Edging. It's fine. It's fine. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. Yeah, it's it's. I had it in my head earlier today, and I'm like, wait, which Blink song is that? I know it's a Blink song, and then I was then I had to really think about it, and then. It hit me, oh yeah, it's the new one. So it's doing its job. It's doing its job. Yeah. Um it's I I had a hard time recognizing that as Tom though. When yeah. he sings. He's, he's he's worked on his enunciation. He's worked on his enunciation and he's gotten a bit more like has he been smoking the entire time <laughs> that he's been away? Uh 
play. Well, he's um, been smoking something. Oh, I imagine they're all. I imagine they <laughs> all. They live in California, where where it's legal. I feel like Mark wouldn't for some reason. I feel like Mark probably did when he was on when, when he was on cancer when he had cancer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like when 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 he was on chemo, is what I was trying to get. At. <laughs> don't don't laugh. Don't laugh. Look, I'm I've already like. I'm fully convinced that cancer is going to take me out eventually, so I feel like I've already earned the right to joke about it. I don't know. <laughs> I know that's really bad, but just, just the idea of <laughs> just high on cancer. <laughs> Fuck. But I, I'm so glad he's okay, though. Oh yeah, I'm so glad him and Travis are okay. Yes. Um, I did mention to you that I had in my head a, a conspiracy theory that I don't believe is actually true, but that, that, I mean, cause I'm a huge wrestling fan and wrestlers do stuff like this all the time, or like they at least used to where my, my idea is that basically they all purposefully split yeah, so that they could have a huge reunion. Yeah. And also like it works well, even for Skiba, who can go back to Alkaline Trio, and I'm sure that that al- that next Alkaline Trio album is going to be very successful. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I also don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that it was all purposeful just to make more money. I yeah, I think for me it's sort of on par with the one conspiracy theory I buy into that the queen was dead long before we knew she was. Yeah. I don't actually believe that, but also it's a compelling theory. <laughs> you did mention that a lot. And so when she actually did and, and I just call out to you from bed, Hey honey, <laughs> it's official now. <laughs> anyway, we've gone nearly six minutes without talking about what we're doing this week. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, that's pretty fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) This week we are looking at the song Fuck You. Also known as Forget You. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, By CeeLo Green as covered by Sleeping With Sirens for Punk Goes Pop Volume 4. So, I'm going to hit you with some CeeLo facts. Go for it. And I, I said facts, but I realised I kind of made it sound like he's faxing us something. <laughs> CeeLo faxed us to, <laughs> to give us his approval. CeeLo faxed us and it just said, fax you. <laughs> Jesus. Born Thomas DiCarlo Calloway in 1975 from Atlanta, Georgia. 
uh, while Wikipedia states Green got his musical start simply in church. Not, not elaborating, I'm assuming he was part of the choir or yeah, um, whatnot. His professional music career began in the Atlanta-based hip-hop group Goody Mob. I'm just going to jump in real quick. I saw this tweet this week. I wish I could remember who to credit it to, but also who cares. Um, it was someone who was like, I, oh, it was something along the lines of like, when I was a kid and I used to go to like church and during like worship songs and that, like I just felt so alive and I felt God, blah, blah. And then they're like, and then I grew up and just realized I really liked live music. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they get you. I can imagine it's pretty infectious. Oh, it would be. You got everyone standing and clapping and like, just, yeah, that's exactly what it's like being at a show is like, yeah. Just an elevated state of like, I'm with all these people. We're all vibing. I can fully see how that could just lapse into. I mean, higher territory. I mean, Jared Leto kind of mm. allegedly runs a cult. Yeah. So, and he had one good song. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so, CeeLo, not Jared Leto, Jared CeeLo, uh, would find mainstream success when he formed the duo Niles Barkley with Danger Mouse. They found their greatest success with the song Crazy. And according to the pair, the, the name Niles Barkley means nothing. And is now and in is, no way and is in no way related to the basketball player Charles Barkley. That song goes hard though. It's a good song. Such a good song. It's kind of like this song as well. It was one of those ones that got overplayed. Oh yeah, though mm, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they would do interviews, and of course, what's the meaning of Niles Barkley? Oh, it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. So this was surprising to me. Um, apparently, Niles Barkley are still together, and right. have been working on their third album since 2013. Well, where is it? So, I, I, from what I remember reading on the Wikipedia page, COVID interrupted that, but COVID was also seven years yeah. after they started this. Yeah. So, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb. The things that take this amount of time. So like the one thing that I'm thinking of is Chinese democracy by Guns N' Roses. Right. Which I think took maybe 13 years. Yep. And it comes out and people are just like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Which I think is kind of worse than saying it's bad. Yeah. It's just sort of like, this is, this is all right. And we're going to forget about it. At the very least, you'd prefer it to be polarizing in some way. Yeah. Just to sort of be worth the, however many years it took. We should have gotten tickets to go see Gunners. No, we nah. really shouldn't have. Nah, I'm all good. <laughs> uh, Green has been known to write lyrics about his depression and the loss of his parents, which good on you, I guess. I was going to say the writing about his depression is very punk. So Yeah, there is that one clip of him judging, uh, being a judge on The Voice, and he, he is wearing a Misfits shirt. But, like, the misfits sort of writing is all in, like, red rhinestones. Oh. So it's, like, like, it's it's that very... That's, like, Ed Hardy territory. Yeah, it's that very early 2010s, just, like, everything had to be, like, oh, just the ugliest. That that was such an ugly period of time. It really was. In fashion. It was just disgusting. Yep. Um, So to bring the the mood down a bit, 
Um, in 2012, Green was accused of sexual battery of a woman whom he dined with at an LA restaurant, uh, which led to a nearly two, uh, which led to a nearly year-long investigation by the LAPD. Couldn't really find much after that, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming it either got settled or it was found to be inconclusive or something. Because, yeah. by all accounts, he didn't he didn't face punishment for it. Yep. Uh, in 2011, journalist Andrea Swenson of City Pages negatively reviewed one of CeeLo's performances. Swenson wrote that it failed to measure up to the fun factor of his record material. Green spent most of the set stationed in front of a microphone at the centre of, of his stage, barely moving an inch while he sang, and flanked by two forgettable backup singers and a DJ that was all but hidden behind a giant LCD display. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's probably right. Like, when you see him performing live, he, from what I've seen... Yeah, very stationary. Yeah, he doesn't move around a lot. Or he's, a, or he's behind a piano, which yeah, you, you can't really do too much with that. No. Um, unless you've got a guitar. <laughs> True. CeeLo responded, I respect your criticism, but be fair. People enjoyed last night. I'm guessing you're gay and my masculinity offended you? Well, fuck you. CeeLo would apologise, although he didn't understand how what was said or how that was homophobic. Oh, my goodness. He thought his comments were fun. <laughs> sure. He also declared himself the most liberal artist you'll ever meet. Yeah. D- no. <laughs> well, it's just like, even if he thinks his comments are fun... He's equating people that are gay with people that are not on his side, which gives him a reason to hate them anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, well, what what are you trying to... And also, like, threatened by my masculinity. It's like, I don't... I don't... Again... Well, nothing I, was said about his masculinity. I, I'm, I'm not... I don't know. I've never, I've never felt like masculinity is exuded from CeeLo Green. It, yeah. As well. So it's, it's, I don't know. Like, well, it just, it's such a moot point because, like, yeah. the reviewer said nothing about his masculinity. masculinity. It's just basically. They just said it was, like, very low energy and kind of boring. Yeah. In which case, yeah, that's kind of masculine. <laughs> what, what is the lowest energy show you've <clears throat> ever seen, do you think? Um, probably Sia, to be honest. Was Sia lower energy than Ed Sheeran? Oh, yeah, that sucked. That was more just like, had the show not sucked so hard, I think there was enough energy there that I would have, like, there was enough going on with, like, the background and, like, but also he is a very stationary dude. Yeah. But, like, Sia was literally just, like, in the back corner, could not see her. Um, The visuals were beautiful, but... Did Maddie at least come over for that, or...? I think it was her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, again, it was just, like... Just one girl dancing on the stage. Like, they were sort of... The tour visuals were mirrored exactly so on the stage. Yeah. So it was like... It was kind of cool, but it was also just very low energy. Like, I didn't leave the night, like, sweating because I'd been, like, Mm. dancing so hard. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite to that was the first time we saw Childish Gambino. Oh, and, my God. That yeah. was so good. I think my lowest energy was Ben Harper and Jack Johnson. <laughs> I will wrap you in the Jack Johnson. 
when you smelled jazz cigarettes for the first time. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. In 2020, Green was critical of Cardi B and Megan. Megan, Megan, I think Megan the Stallions. Megan, I said I'm coming across as so white right then. That's that's my whitest moment. Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, the Stallions song WAP. I'm sorry, Megan. I'm Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. There we go. Sorry, sorry, Megan. I'm butchering it. Uh, Green said Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. I think it's. I don't know if it's Megan <sighs> or Megan. I was being super white by being like Megan the Stallion. Megan, yeah, because oh, Megan the Stallion. They are all more or less doing similar salacious gesturing to kind of get into position. <laughs> I get it. The independent woman and being in control, the divine femininity and sexual expression. I get it all. It comes at what cost? Oh my goodness. And so, yeah, people have pointed out, oh, the man that has been accused of sexual assault is critical of WAP. He, he's really hung up on like feminine and masculine energy. Yeah. So like literally who gives a shit? Yeah. Like. There's also the guy that like, has been open about his mental illness and things that fucked him up in a, in admittedly probably a, a, a music genre that is against that. Like not talking about that sort of stuff. Cause it's, cause it's not hard. Like, yeah, it's very easy to gloss over that kind of stuff or like dress it up a bit. Yeah. And yet that like, if the self-expression doesn't marry up with what he likes, he's like, boo, I don't know. That He just kind of seems like a classic kind of like guy, like just some guy. It's just like, okay. <laughs> some guy, but that, yeah, at any point he <clears throat> could just go. <laughs> like, yeah, a guy who's got range, but just some yeah. guy. Like, it's just like, okay, All good right. for you. Like, I could imagine if he was on Facebook, his photo would be like that, that weird sort of selfie angle in his truck and he complains about the next generation. Like, I mean, he literally compares himself to a girl that's, that he calls an Xbox while he's an Atari. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Anyway, do you want to talk about the song? Sure. So fuck you was written by green, along with Bruno Mars and Philip Lawrence, who are together known as the Smeezingtons. Okay. Um, I don't believe that they work together anymore. Okay. Um, I was going to try and come up with a more like... The Smeezingtons? More like not Smeezingtons. Ah. Um, Fucking, you've been owned, (laughs) Bruno. Uh, So the song was not just written about heartbreak, but also about the music industry, which feels like a bit of a reach, but that's fine. Um, Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't heard this. A remix of the song titled Fuck You and then in parentheses Fox News incorporates a satirical verse listing Fox News controversies. Interesting. The song... Um, not, not fuck you, Fox News, just fuck you and forgot you, forget you in general. Debuted at number 69. Nice. Um, so tell me more about the Fox News. I haven't heard that one. Well, it's just, it's a parody of, it's just basically like, I'm pretty sure it's one verse that they talk about, like, 
and I don't know what they would have done in 2011 or 20, yeah, 20, 2010. Mm. Um, cause they're just, they're even worse now. Yeah. Um, that's just, like, it feels strangely progressive to have CeeLo being like, ha Fox News, you suck. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I guess this is that thing of like, people aren't white or black. We're just shades of gray. Yeah. Even though in his case, he's shades of green, but like, yeah, we're mostly like, we have things that we agree with and we have things that we don't agree with. Um, but yeah, I didn't actually listen to it. (laughs) That's fine. We'll just chalk that one up to a loss on our end. I mean, it'd be interesting to hear an updated version of like how they're basically fueling white supremacist rage on Fox Mm. News. So. I feel like that would get too depressing. We don't live in a society anymore where a fun, cutesy, like, satire song about Fox News would have the right effect. I feel like yeah. just everyone would get brainworms in some form or other. <laughs> anyway, uh, so CeeLo performed Fuck You at the 53rd Grammy Awards with Gwyneth Paltrow, um, and they were accompanied by a number of Muppets provided by the Jim Henson Company. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is what started the downfall of everything. CeeLo Green and Gwyneth Paltrow performing this song. It's perfectly fine. Like, we just watched it before. Took It took a while to find it. Yeah, yeah. and shouts to whoever had the gumption to record their CRT television um, as the broadcast was playing live. <laughs> we were having the discussion and it was like... What was it about this specific moment that made this person go, I need to record this off of my television? I need, like, I just, I assume that they had just stunning foresight. They were like, there's going to be a day when someone is desperately hunting this down. Someone's going to need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Like, when when else are you going to get Gwyneth Paltrow, CeeLo Green, and a bunch of fucking puppets? Yeah. Doing this song. Not even puppets, Muppets. Well, they're not Muppets because they're not, there's not like Kermit or anything. I think if you're from the Jim Henson company, you're just a Muppet though. But aren't, like the Sesame Street puppets aren't necessarily Muppets though, are they? Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Shit. That's going to keep me up tonight. I could kind of talk about Kermit a lot, so. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fuck You reached number five on the ARIA charts, number seven in Canada, number one in the Netherlands. Sorry, let me try that again. Number seven in Canada and number one in the Netherlands, Scotland, UK and the US. Yeah. What do you think of this song? I liked it when it came out because when did it come out? 2011? Yeah. 2010. 2010. So I was... What, 19? Does that make sense? You would have been... Yeah, uh, no, you would have been 20. 20. Close enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, 20. So, yeah, I was 20. It was funny to me at the time. And then it just got played everywhere and everyone covered it. And that plus just the passage of time equals... I'm not that fond of it anymore. <laughs> it's, it, it, yeah, it's perfectly fun. And because it, it has that sort of like 
that kind of like almost like church kind of choir like backing vocal to it and, sort of like that doo-wop kind of yeah, like, yeah kind of but like and if i could imagine because i had someone tell me oh it's CeeLo green who was in niles barkley and so i had the realization of oh niles barkley wasn't the person yeah niles barkley was a group yeah. and this guy CeeLo green was a part of that and now he's doing his own thing but i had someone tell me oh yeah it's it's called Fuck You, but the censored version is Forget You. But I can imagine if someone didn't know and they were just hearing it for the first time and it sounds really happy. And like the whole time, like it's, oh, it, it kind of comes down a little bit and then, you know, that bit. Yeah. Why you got to treat me so bad. Why you got to treat me so bad. <clears throat> but like, I could imagine people listening to it and going, wait, did he just say that? Yeah. Are they just saying that? Are they actually, are they actually going there? Um, but yeah, like it has, it has a lot of fun energy to it. Yeah. While also, I don't like, the messaging is, is just, it's, it's a bit cooked. It's so outdated. It's, look, boys, I'm not addressing men, I'm addressing boys. We all got, get rejected in high school. It happens to all of us. Unless you're the one person who asks the one person out, they say yes, and then you marry that person and live with them for the rest of your life. And we all have that fantasy of, I'm going to become successful and rub it in their face. Mm. I'm going to tell you that's that dream is probably not going to happen. <laughs> it's like... A 99% chance that you aren't going to be more successful. You're going to be successful and this person is not. There's, there's a meme that goes around on like, on like one of the subreddits. It's like terrible Facebook memes or something, right. which is like, it's just basically showing how fucking racist and like old their, the people on Facebook are now. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. it's a meme of like, of a of a nerdy guy carrying books and he he loves this girl but she's going off to be with the bad boy. Yeah. And then it comes around to like 10 years later the nerdy boy is like filthy rich. Yeah. And she's been preg she's like been knocked up to this yeah drug dealing bad boy mm. and her life is miserable. And it's like that's most likely not going to happen. What's most likely is going to happen is you're both just going to have regular lives and you're you, going to move on. You might end up in middle management. You might. Yeah, exactly. You you <laughs> might end up with a team of four people underneath you. Exactly. And, and she, look, that's probably what's going to happen to her as well. She's probably going to, she might run an MLM or something. Like it's, it's fine to understand that like, yes, heartbreak sucks, but like, I know that CeeLo Green is writing from the position of I'm rich now and you're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> to, quote, to quote Schmidt from New Girl. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm rich, you're ugly. And it's sort of like, but doesn't she still win? Because you're thinking about her. You, she's yeah. in your head rent free and you have to sing a fucking song that yes, you're making money from that song. And if this is based on true events, if, if his friend really ran off with the girl that he loved. Like, she, she still, she still holds place in his mind and then he's thinking about her and 
she still kind of wins yeah. in the end. And it's like, I don't know. I know that there's there's not a there's not really a, a fun way or just a way to write the song that I described where you both just end up, <laughs> you know, you meet someone else, she meets someone else and, you know. I see you driving around town with the girl I love and I'm like, that makes sense because we broke up in grade eight. Yes. And we both went our separate ways. And I... And we're in the same hometown still, so that's kind of nice, I guess. And sir, this is a Wendy's. Exactly. Yeah. So that's just, that's my thinking about it is, ah, it's, I don't know, like it's very in Sally in the way that it, that it sort of describes, yeah, like heartbreak and just like, like it feels like she also explains explicitly or tells you explicitly, I'm not interested, dude. I feel like the video doesn't help. I think on its own, the song can be taken as sort of tongue and cheek because you've yeah. got like the really upbeat sort of music and then like this, well, yeah, literal like middle finger kind of song. Yeah. I do laugh at the fuck you and fuck her too. There's just something yeah. very funny. Like it's just that fuck you, fuck you, you're good, I'm out kind of thing. Fuck you in particular. Yeah. Like. Um, and then it also does make me chuckle how there is that bridge where he does go into like the what? Like, yeah. so you, it's kind of, I can see the comedy in that sense where it's like, oh, I'm completely fine. And then there's that lapse where it's like, actually, this is awful. But anyway, I'm fine. Like, I, I feel like there's a very funny person in CeeLo Green. Like, I mean, he, you have to be funny to be the dude who voices the hot tub on American Dad. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going there. In the episode where Stan gets a hot tub and CeeLo Green voices the hot tub. Just a very smooth and <laughs> R&B singing hot tub. <laughs> and, and he, he sings a whole song about sucking toes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like there's a very funny person there, but there's also a very complicated... Well, yeah, as evidenced by... Pr- pretty shitty person there as well. And I think just the music video... It's funny because, like, 2010, it just reminds me a lot of Hey Ya, like, just the same sort of aesthetic, even though that in itself was a bit of a throwback at the time. Yeah, but, like, the commentary on Hey Ya... Oh, and that's... Yeah. ...is really quite clever. I think just literally the aesthetics, though, but, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like... So, yeah, I, I don't know why I mentioned that. I think just a passing, like, it's interesting because it feels like it was already sort of doing a throwback to that. Yeah. But, like... The whole narrative of the music video is like CeeLo at different stages of his life and like how he just kept getting trumped by the, or not, like just rejected by the same girl. And like, to be fair, it's that sort of thing of like, oh, and I work at a diner and the girl I love throws some fries on the ground and I slip on them and it's... Well, no, she throws the the fries. She throws, (laughs) she like takes a plate of fries with sauce on them ketchup to the American listeners, catsup, and presses them up against his white shirt. But there's and also the bit where, or is wh- that just some kid? It's who- some kid oh, who throws yeah. it. But I think that when when he gets the fries pressed into him and he's doing the, why? It's, it's that. But it's like... But she's I, made it very clear, like, I don't want to date you. I feel like that's an extreme response because you have not gotten it in your brain. <laughs> that she is just not interested. It's not... Things aren't... This isn't movies. Like, 
there's every chance that if you ask someone out, there's probably like a 99% chance that when they say no, if they say no, but if they say no, that it's like, it's not going to change. Yeah. It's just not. I remember, I remember being that naive kid who was like, oh, maybe, just maybe. And no, like it's, it doesn't work that way. And he was, what would he have been? He would have been in his mid to late thirties at that point. Yeah. He'd be older than I am now. And I'm telling you, CeeLo, just move on. Like, it could have been a song about, like, forgetting the the past and whatnot. But, like, yeah. When you talk... Sorry. I do want to say, like, in regards to the film clip and, like, talking about that aesthetic, mm. my brain... And I don't think it necessarily... Like, I think it only ties up because it was kind of the time period with Hey Ya. Yeah. I don't think I definitely don't think it would have been around that time, but I, my brain goes to Pimp My Ride. Oh yeah, I always yeah. I always see those sorts of colours, and I'm like MTV's Pimp My Ride. <laughs> it is very but, like hyper sort of yeah, brightly coloured, lots of transition transitions and stuff like that. I've watched uh, like this YouTube series, and the guy talks about like reality television a lot, and so like every now and again he whips out a Pimp My Ride episode, and he talks about it, and it's just it's so fucked because they don't. They take these, like, it would be the case of, like, if they took Wobo, your car. Yeah. And they gave it television screens and they gave it a new paint job and they, they like, I don't know, put in heaps of speakers, but they don't fix the engine of the <laughs> car. So your car would still not be able to run. Yeah, but it would look sick. But it would look good. And, of course, like, some of these people are in places where, your car looking like that, it's going to have things stolen from it. Or the whole car's going to get stolen. Yeah. Um, it's always funny when they have fucking television screens and what's the thing that they're always playing on those television screens? Exhibit videos. I was just going to say Pimp My Ride episodes. No <laughs> dog, I heard you like Pimp My Ride. Here's, here's an episode of Pimp My Ride in your pimped ride. So we can... It's, pimp your ride while you pimp your ride. It's it's like the the worst possible scenario for a matryoshka doll. <laughs> <laughs> I think like another thing that the video, like something about like another thing about the video, sorry, that irks me is just that classic message of like, and we touched on it before, where at the end the love interest is looking miserable and like pushing a broom around a diner and CeeLo comes by in his, like, tricked-out car. Yeah. And it's just like, like, no one wants to work. <laughs> like, yeah. when you when you grow up and realise that, like, a job is a job is a job, unless you are extremely career-oriented, in which or case... Or privileged. Or privileged. Like, it's just that... That whole narrative of, like, oh, don't you worry, like, they'll be pumping gas one day. It's like, who fucking cares mm. if they are? Like, they're delivering a service that you need. And also, just because you think it's demeaning doesn't necessarily mean they think that or that they hate their job. It's like, all work is demeaning. Like, we have to sacrifice ourselves and our time to earn money to live. Yes, she's she's pushing a broom, but she might be working in the one diner where the manager is, like, a decent person and she gets a a livable wage in America, which is is wild. Mm. Like... It could be a whole bunch of things, and you're just you're just going ha ha pushing a broom ha ha. Yeah. I'm rich. You're ugly. 
I think a lot of these songs, they just don't hold water when you get old enough to have the gift of just adult experience and yeah. also hindsight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> So, Sleeping With Sirens formed in 2009, I was going to say 29, 2009 from Orlando, Florida, but they now reside in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which I don't know too much about American geography, but I know that those are two diametrically opposed areas. Oh, see, I (laughs) hadn't clocked that. Well, I know that, well, so Michigan, so Detroit's in Michigan, and I know that Michigan can get real fucking cold. Right. I don't know about Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids is where American Pie is set. Oh, sick. Okay. (laughs) Unlike Michigan. Extremely punk. Yeah. Uh, The band rose to fame with their single, If I'm James Dean, You're Audrey Hepburn. That's such a... That's such a 2010s. Yeah. Like, fucking... Like, it just captures everything. It captures the long song titles. Yeah. It captures the old Hollywood kind of bravado, all that kind of rubbish. Anyway. Uh, The single sold over 500,000 copies, which is pretty fucking decent. Yeah. Uh, The band assigned to Sumerian Records. They share label space with Between the Buried and Me, From First to Last, and The Smashing Pumpkins. Have we talked about them before? No, I don't no. think so. I feel like we might end up talking about them again. Yeah. But... There wasn't really that much. That's fine. Like, they don't have any, like, thankfully they don't have any controversies by the look of it. Yep, that's they... absolutely something that we... We endorse. Kind of have to... What? No. No, not having controversies <laughs> is what we endorse. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like something that we just kind of have to factor into our research is just band name plus allegations yeah. in Google and see what comes up. Though I didn't do that. I just went by Wikipedia. But if there was something pretty bad that would yeah. have been listed on their Wikipedia page, it was just a lot of like, they toured with these guys and they toured with these mm. guys. And then they released this album. So I imagine they've had a pretty just sort of clean run. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry to, if there's any Sleeping With Sirens fans listening to this I didn't uh, stock it up with any facts, but I will... Uh, if there is, we'll interview you. Jump on the pod and you can share yeah. what you know. Uh, but I will I will turn it back around and say I like this cover. I was worried that I wouldn't at first. Just that first very kind of weak kind of... Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. So it's like, so it's like, 
It's like saying fuck in cursive. But it was kind of, well, it was that, but it was also like, my parents are still awake. And, I <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. And I'm like, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, mum, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh no, don't take my Xbox. Now I have to go back to the Atari. Hey. hey. But, um, it gets way better from that. Yeah. I think it was just, I heard, I heard that first, like, fuck you. And I was just like, ooh, I don't like this at all. But I was waiting the my, for my first listen. Like, I was just sort of tensed up and I was waiting for like, fuck you. Yeah. And, and it doesn't come. It doesn't happen. And I was so surprised and so well, pleasantly surprised by yeah. that. Um, like, it's heavy. Like, it has the, like, it's, I mean, it is that. That style of music, uh, I can't, it's the same as like Chunk, no Captain Chunk. Not My mind is saying crunk core and it's not crunk core. It's the pop punk mixed with like hardcore or metal core. Mm, um, but that's... Easy core? Easy core. Yeah. Yes. And it, and it really is. Like it's, it's, everything else is heavy, but his vocals are typical pop punk vocals. Yeah. But I, I it, it, it's a melding that actually works. In my mind, yeah, I don't know what it is. And there's even like there's a there's a gang vocal. Oh, with like the with clapping. Hand. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this? An Enter Shikari song? <laughs> or the the one the one Enter Shikari song? I'm assuming that uses clapping. Sorry, you're a winner or whatever. Sorry, you're not a winner. Sorry, you're not a winner. Sorry, you're a winner. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're just uh, you're too you're much too of a successful. Winner for me. Um, I will just have to fuck you. <laughs> That's, I, will, that's, I, that's, I I want to work. I want to work in a diner pushing a broom. And you that's want a song called "Fuck Me." <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the song called. I guess I'll go fuck myself. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, end of episode. Call it. <laughs> Done. I think what makes it so good is that they maintain slash retain enough of the, like, pop sensibility of it. Yeah. Like, they've absolutely made it their own, but they haven't tried to make it over-masculine, over-produced, over-whatever for what it is. Because that's it doesn't need that treatment. The whole point is it's meant to be, like, your tongue is firmly planted in your cheek. Yes. This is this this has the the sort of fun feel that we described earlier when talking about the original. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it's just I don't know, it's just capital G good. Yeah. Um like it it, it because it is still an easy core band, like it, there is that feeling of yeah, fuck the people that have hurt me kind of thing. Yeah. But it's that thing of like again, like he doesn't have the moment to get really serious and masculine about it. Not masculine, and you're offended by my masculinity, even I, though I, you know, have a very high pitched voice when I sing. I think like the closest it gets to sort of posturing is just the breakdown. It does have a breakdown, yeah. Which personally. The only reason I don't like it where it is is because they've built up that momentum for the last chorus and then they stop it, which I know that's probably kind of the point. But for me, I find it more jarring than interesting, if that makes sense. I 
and admittedly, again, to the Sleeping With Sirens fans, I just, I haven't done my homework and I've really let you down. I haven't listened to any newer stuff of theirs, but this was also the early 2010s and... Mm. So this would be early them as well. Yeah. Um, everything had to have a breakdown. Yeah. Like, that was, that was a signature of that style of music. So, it was probably just, alright, where are we going to insert the breakdown? Because yeah. we, we need to have the breakdown. Yeah. And especially, like, if it's, I can see if it's going to be a case of, like, if they're thinking, hey, we might, we might play this song live. Yeah. Like, you, you throw a breakdown in there so the kids can get ready to... Punch each other. Cut loose. Foot loose. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the funny stuff that I've seen lately is just the silly things that people do in mosh pits. Mm-hmm. Like people doing like push-ups in mosh pits. <laughs> that just seems like you're not asking for it because no one's ever asked, but like it feels like you're just waiting for your fingers to get trod on. Yeah, it sucks. And that would hurt a lot. But I want to see, maybe I should be the change that I want to see in the world, but like, I want to see someone dressed up like Kevin Bacon from Footloose and just <laughs> Angry some, dancing. Yeah, doing the angry dance from Footloose in a mosh pit. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I'm picturing like a circle pit, but with like Zorba's dance. Zorba's dance. What's that? Well, I that's probably not the right, but like... Remember on Saturday, shout out to friend of the pod, Helen, who had the sickest birthday party yeah. at the local Greek restaurant. Oh, yeah. Where they link arms <laughs> and do... Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's what Circle Pits should be like. It's just everyone links arms and does just a um, like a rocket type situation. Yeah. Doing yeah. like the high kick. The can-can. Yeah. The yeah. can-can for the core-core. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> A can can in this pit pit. Um, so I've just double, I just double checked and, uh, Punk Goes Pop 4 was released in 2011. So yeah, it would have been, yeah. um, yeah, a couple of years into their career as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's just, it's a very, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really been around much recently, but I just, it sort of feels like it's like, ah, oh, that it's the kind of rejuvenating song yeah. that I sort of need to go. Oh yeah, this like even like newer stuff doesn't always fucking suck. It's yeah, it's been refreshing. Yeah. Like for instance, like yeah, you've got that breakdown which I'm not a fan of, but then they recover in my eyes at least at the end by taking it up a key. Yeah. Like it's just which, and they take it to the key which happens to be the same key of the original. And it's yes. just kind of like, hey, like whether or not that was an intentional wink. Yep. Like they're they're still doing their homework. They're thinking about it beyond. How can I just put a shitload of guitars behind this and go like? Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's well thought out, and it's it's not like there's no phoning in. Which yeah, like it sounds like I'm sort of not giving them enough credit for like. Of course they didn't phone it in, but also it wouldn't have like I wouldn't have blamed them for phoning it in either. If that makes sense. Just trying to remember who else we've done from PGP four. Um so like yeah, just the way you are by Bruno Mars covered by Pierce the Veil. Uh oh that's right, last Friday night by Woe Is Me, which was very um heavy and yeah. growly. Um which I remember you not liking. No. 
Um, the, yes, Sleeping with Sirens, Rolling in the Deep, which I remember being a pretty good cover as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Belong with Me, which was a terrible cover. Yep. Um, uh, and the, yeah. Uh, Runaway with, by Silverstein. That one uh, was good. That one was good, and I can't remember much about the super bass one, so it was probably pretty forgettable. Mm. Um, but shame about Kanye, but anyways. Oof. Big shame about that's Kanye. That's an episode for another time. That's, no, let's just never. Actually, no, yeah, that's an episode we don't need to do because <laughs> we don't need to talk about Kanye let's, anymore. Let's never touch that. Yeah. Um, anyway. But we got one more version. Um we did find some interesting covers. Plain White Tees covered this, but oh, we got we got about twenty seconds in, and he won't even like. It's, he's again doing the sort of like, like he's, he's, he won't even say shit. It's just shit. I I think that's why I hate Forget You so much because it's just like if you're gonna do a sweary song, just commit to the bit. Yeah. Like don't make clean version. I guess you have to make it radio friendly so that you can make money from it. But, but then it's like, but. That defeats the purpose of doing it in the first place. Yeah. I get you. I get you. I feel like maybe in today's streaming economy, they could have gotten away with it a bit more. Yeah. By just committing to the bit and doing fuck you and that's it. But I really like, even that Grammys performance where CeeLo's like, and ain't that some shh. It's just like, it's so embarrassing. It's just so inherently cringe. Yeah. To do a song that is already kind of cringe with the like, and I'm like, fuck you, like. It's, it's, and I know it's a gag that you and I do when we see a police car, but it's flipping, <laughs> it's flipping off a police car below your window. Yeah. Like it's, it's conservative saying, <laughs> let's go, it's conservative saying, let's go Brandon, instead of just saying, fuck Joe Biden. Like, do you think, Yeah. do you think fucking leftists are afraid to say, fuck Joe Biden? No, they just say, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. But like, the, you know, hiding behind this little. <laughs> yeah, it's, and uh, so I think, yeah, as soon as we heard that plain white tease, we were like, okay, we're, let's, we'll listen to this one, see how it goes. Cause they're fearless alums, but. Mm-mm. No. Um. Maybe that's why CeeLo's so mad at stuff like WAP because they were kind of allowed to go as dirty as they want to and in his in his peak, which yeah, I feel like he's he's gone past his peak. He still had to censor himself. But like, it's it's a weird one because it's that classic thing of like I'm like if you were to follow that thought train, it's like oh I'm being censored. But I'm hearing you talk about how you're being censored to grow up. Like, yeah. yes, they've been able to, like, say wet ass pussy, whatever. But also they've copped a shit ton of flack oh, for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it hasn't come easily, quote unquote. That was like the... Pun, mu- un- pun not intended, I, I should say. I feel like that was the music music controversy of 2020. And I mean, probably because not much music was getting out there in 2020, but... Wasn't it 2020? I feel like it was earlier, but anyway. No, because we were we were laughing about it on one of our lockdown Zoom calls about That's right. Ben Shapiro being like, no, no. <laughs> being like, I don't please my wife. Yeah, my, my wife's never been wet. What are you talking about? That doesn't happen. Well, it does feel exactly like that sort of DJ Khaled, Ben Shapiro energy of like, yeah. I'm just saying the quiet bit out loud and that's, I don't know how to fuck. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've never satis- I've never satisfied a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and so, th- so thus, I don't care about your satisfaction. I'm just going to get mine. 
Yeah. But anyway, back on to CeeLo Green. Um, yeah, out of all the covers, so there was Postmodern Jukebox, there was Glee oh, did it at some oh, point. Yeah, and that's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Oof. Um, just a lot of god-awful covers. I'm pretty sure Ed Sheeran, before he was big, because he definitely did one, but it looks like just one in your bedroom. Yeah. With a female singer on an acoustic guitar on a shitty webcam. Yeah. Um, and it was about 12 years ago, so it would have, would check out that that was... Yeah, probably as he was uh, rising up. I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the good ones was that CeeLo appeared on Daryl Hall's um, web series, At Home with Daryl Hall, is it? No, Daryl Hall's House. What's it called? I feel You've definitely watched more of it than I have because no one from fucking Black Dahlia Murder... Hung yeah, out well, with sometimes you need to Daryl Hall live from Daryl's house. Live from Daryl, and and sometimes you have to broaden your tastes a bit. Well, that's why I'm going to see My Chemical Romance with you. <laughs> um, if you're not aware, Daryl Hall is uh, one half of Hall and Oates. He is the Hall from Hall and Oates, the titular Hall. Yeah, um, he was the mustacheless one. And so, like, the general premise of Live at Daryl's House is, or Live from Daryl's House is, Daryl invites musician over, Daryl has his own musicians, they all do, like, really sick, like, studio versions of yeah. guest artists' top tracks. Yeah. And so, yeah, CeeLo rolled up to Daryl's house wearing a flannel shirt, As you a said. beanie, very autumnal. As you said, he's come dressed to hang out with Daryl Hall. Absolutely, he has. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's very autumnal. And they do like a really lovely cover because I think, yeah, like friend of the pod, Kristen, has watched um, Patrick Stump's session with us before and it's just very heartwarming to see like... It's that sort of, like, Daryl Hall is a bit of a powerhouse, but he's doing that, like, humble, like, oh, shucks, sort of. Yeah. He, like, steps in and just fucking kills it, but still defers to the other person. Like, it's not an ego project at all. I think they do, they'll do both, won't they? Like, they'll, because I remember from the Patrick Stump one, they did. Yeah. So, like, so Daryl will kind of take the lead on that. Yeah. Whereas he's not stepping on your toes when you're doing yours. Yeah. Um, and it, it, like, this is sort of, it, it shows that like, oh yeah, CeeLo Green does have energy and can do like, I don't know, maybe he's really nervous in front of a crowd, but in front of four people or whatever. Yeah. And a camera, he's 
he loosens up quite a bit because like he looks very happy to be saying yeah. fuck you and like he flips he flips just the air off every time he says fuck you and he has a huge <laughs> smile on his face and then like Daryl gets into it and he flips CeeLo off and then CeeLo flips him off and, and it's CeeLo just flips him off. a beautiful reciprocal relationship of just flipping the bird yeah sometimes you just gotta flip the bird we just flipped each other the bird we sure did and I need to remind my wife that I love her so much <laughs> But like, I, yeah, I just, I really love this cover. Do you think you're going to chuck an excerpt in here? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just very... I probably will have already chucked the excerpt. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just heard it, in which case I sound like a loser, but... um. And I'm not editing this part out. I don't care. That's fine. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's very wholesome and very well done. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me why I liked the song in the first place. And he just... Like he looks like he's had his his pumpkin spice latte for the day as well. His PSL, and he's yeah, he's just ready to. Just, There's a carrot cake in the oven. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just getting ready to just. He's thinking, man, I'm getting on that couch and I'm getting under a blanket. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna read my novel and drink some hot cocoa. I'm gonna get so comfy on that. I'm gonna disappear into that couch. And then I'm gonna fall asleep and go honk shoo me 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 me. <laughs> Maybe, maybe if I'm feeling a little brave, I'll watch something a little bit scary. But um, speaking of, I went and saw the last Halloween movie yesterday, and I is this Sam's movie corner? Yeah, this is <laughs> this isn't CeeLo Green. Sam's doing, movie corner doing commentary on the last. I'm just gonna say, like, I just I was in the biggest theater at the cinemas all by myself, and it was great. Yeah. So I am giving going to the movies by yourself. In the middle of the day on a weekday, on a weekday, a hell yeah. What are we giving this song? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. For both. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, they, there's problems. Um, definitely. <laughs> We're just yeah. firmly rooted in that grey area. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, but like, it's, you know, it takes me back to 2010. Yeah. Remember, like, realising that. Niles Barkley wasn't actually a person. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. But yeah, I'm assuming you give it a hell yeah as well. I do. I gave it a, I, I, I put an extra yer, hell yer on it. I give it a, in, I, well, it, I was going to say in CeeLo fashion, I give it a fuck yeah, but I think that's probably a bit too. I give it a. <laughs> I still give it a hell yeah. I give it a CeeLo just relaxing on the couch with a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Fuck You.